Say hey, y'all. It's Amber Sheree. It's And it's the Inner Circle Podcast. Circle Podcast. Hey, y'all. It's Amber Sheree. And Taylor Breeze here. And this is the Inner Circle Podcast. Welcome back, y'all, for another week. Hey, y'all. Hey. So you guys obviously will hear this a little bit later, but tomorrow is the first day of summer, which I'm excited about officially on the calendar. Yeah. Feels like summer has been, has already came, but, you know. It is exciting. I also, I don't know about you, but I've been feeling like I haven't been doing much. And like, I know you have reasons to probably feel tired. I've been feeling so tired, like ridiculously, like for no reason. I may be PMSing, so I don't know. But like, I've been so tired. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I don't think you're the only one because... You would think like when the sun comes up and, you know, the days I, I was listening to our last podcast, we said the days are shorter, but the days are technically the sun is out longer. The, the sun, sun is out longer. Yeah. Um, And so with that being the case, like you would think you would be more energized because the sun's up, you wake up, the sun stays out like like right now, the sun's still out and you would think it would give you more energy. But I don't know. I think maybe... Maybe we're in that little post-COVID fog where it's just like, ah, oh, this is getting back to normal. We have to commute every single day. Life is getting back to increasing the way that it used to be prior to COVID. I don't know. And it's exhausting everyone. I don't think that's you. <laughs> like, because I mean, I mean, Do think not. about me. Like, I, I've been going to work. I was an essential worker even during it. So, like, True. I was I've been commuting I don't know what it is um, and then also during the height of COVID I was working the most so it was like True. you know but I Make don't know what it is everybody's um, mask are off and so now we're getting everyone's germs and it's yeah I mean I don't want to get into the woo of it but I know energetically there's a lot of like transits going on as well so <laughs> I think it's it's going to like subside here soon Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely since like last Thursday I've also been partying so I can't really be okay here. so <laughs> let's not say oh it's not that I don't know what this is I'm feeling exhausted you've been staying up late you've been partying with your friends probably eating a lot Terrible. of different things yeah drinking a little bit so <laughs> you know it is I, what it is I know when we came back Oh, one thing I will say too, what could be driving it is I've been noticing um, junior, we've been taking junior outside a lot more, whether it's to the park or walking on the trail and stuff like that. And he's getting like heat exhaustion, like crazy. It doesn't matter if like we give him tons of water, he gets a nap, we give him snacks. Like he's not walking, he's riding in a wagon with a like shade over him. And he, I think it's the heat, like, Anytime it goes above 80, he's just exhausted. Like, so that could be good too. That's true. It's hotter than it was last year, I think. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to show you, like, I'm, someone told me I was looking a little darker than usual. (laughs) 
And I was like, I just be outside. I don't know. And they're like, not in this California or this Indiana sun. I was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it's strong enough. I tan all the same. Um, so I do always try to like sit outside for at least 30 minutes to an hour mm-hmm. uh, every day. So that's probably a part of it too. But no, yeah. Definitely had just been feeling drained lately for sure. Mm-hmm. So um what's been going on with you? Um just enjoying PTO. Um, and it's not like I'm taking a long vacation, but one of the things, something new that happened this week, I guess, um, is we took pictures, family pictures, mm-hmm. and they were awesome. So if you guys need photography that comes with makeup let me know and I can share the deets um Mm -hmm. but and I'll also just put it in the show notes too but beyond focus uh I think it's beyond focus or beyond the focus um photography along with if you guys know Shanice Rice in Indianapolis um Beach by Shanice um family owned business collaboration and they did our family photo shoot yesterday and it was awesome we got to see them yeah we got almost a hundred pictures and we have to pick our best five um yeah and that's stressful and I wrote down my favorite and that list was at least 40 so (laughs) We'll figure out what what that looks like. Um, obviously, we can't probably afford to do all forty pictures and get them edited and framed like that. Just wouldn't make sense. And so we just gotta figure out maybe top five and like extra five or something. So, but that well, was exciting. Mm-hmm. The question is: Were they indoor like studio pictures or were they outdoor landscape? They were studio pictures, which was nice. That's yeah. exciting because you guys have some outdoor ones, I think. Yeah, Robert uh, always comes over and uses our house for inspiration. Yeah. So <laughs> we normally have stuff in the living room, the kitchen, the dining room, sometimes outside in the front of the house. And so it was nice to be, and sometimes in the backyard of their house, there has been some pictures in the front yard of their house too because they have a lot of trees. But this time it was in a studio. We had one background and it was really cool. And Junior was on his best behavior on the most part. So there's a lot of fun um, photo shoots. And it's just different because the last time we got a chance to actually be photographed was by our wedding photographer, um, John B. And now to be able to have a different photographer and he's very energetic, funny, goofy, cracks jokes, really good with kids. Like, he was excellent with Junior. Mm-hmm. It was just nice. Yeah. So go somewhere, get dolled up, and just, yeah, keep it simple. So, I'm glad it sounds like it, it was a good, successful photo shoot. And I can't wait to see the pictures. Yes. And I took the day yesterday kind of pamper myself too. Um, I used my Mother's Day gift, which was at a day spa. And that was awesome. Um, It's weird because sometimes, actually most of the time when it comes to being still, 
and not doing anything and not thinking and not having to rush to go anywhere. I struggle with that a lot. I'm just, you. Yeah, I'm always <laughs> I'm always going. And so I notice my I don't know what's the word that I'm looking for, but when I was trying to enjoy the services, it just seemed like I was anxious. There we go. Like I couldn't like relax. And then eventually she made me sniff some lavender and then I just like fell asleep. So <laughs> I love that. It's like smelling salts, <laughs> like knocking you out. Yeah. She was just like, smell this. And I was like, okay. And then after that, like all my nerves just like went away and I just like passed out. So it made me think like I might need to add that into my house, get some lavender like oil or scent put them on my pillow so I can just fall asleep and calm down that's one of my favorite things I have a diffuser and the only essential oil that I put in it is lavender mm. and I tell you I be getting that like blackout sleep when I use <laughs> it um, I love it I love it a lot so highly 10 out of 10 recommend or even um, sometimes when I want that like extra I'll just drop it in the bottom of my shower Mm. um like off to the side like not directly under the stream and then like the scent and the steam mixes as like the shower warms up and it's really nice hmm. I have to try that they I've been seeing these shower steamers I haven't tried that yet but maybe I might need to go um, pick up one which is similar not quite like what you're talking about but it's supposed to give like scent and some spa type feeling but I think it also has like when you drop it, it fuzzes so I'm assuming it probably gives a little bit of exfoliation at the bottom of your feet like yeah. as you're as it's decomposing <laughs> I mean look I know my little essential oils were probably like $15 and it mm -hmm. had it for like forever yeah so if you just want the smell component I think it'll be a good way to go but if you want all your feet exfoliated and stuff <laughs> uh, I'm like teach his own <laughs> well Taylor what is the word of the week yeah so the word of the week is refutation um, so refutation is the action of proving a statement or theory to be wrong or false. Um, and so essentially, I, I think that a lot of times we're always thinking about like proving ourselves to be true. And no one likes to be a contrarian and prove things wrong. Uh, I have been told I am quite the contrarian. <laughs> Some may see that as combative, mm -hmm. uh, condescending. All of these words have been used. Mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> I think that it's it's a skill for sure to like be able to go against the grain of existing knowledge. Um, I think that in my program, that's like doing my PhD. It's all about building off of the foundation that has already been set. And sometimes that means, um, you know, proving things to be not exactly what we thought them to be, or even just uh, rejecting the previous knowledge and showing exactly how 
um the new knowledge with uh, with the ever evolving technology that we have at our hands um is it's more likely to be true and that's something that we are always taught in science is that nothing's ever fact things can be uh with your hypothesis it's not right or wrong it's like a proof of what your hypothesis like you so you add evidence to what the hypothesis is about so long story short um refutation that's the word of the week it's about um going against the grain and and being right in your own right with your own evidence that supports the previous uh evidence to be false or or shine a different light on the previous knowledge that um, may have been false. Okay. <laughs> I have nothing inspiring this word. It just mm-hmm. kind of our conversation off record, like kind of inspired it. That's yeah. when I chose it. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. It's a synonym to contradict contradict okay Mm -hmm. i will keep that in mind for future conversations (laughs) so amber go ahead and introduce us to the topic of the week (laughs) um so this week i was just thinking about just different things that we can discuss and you know after having a hundred plus episodes probably we've probably covered a lot of things but one of the things I wanted to talk about this time was how are you navigating through uncertainty Mm -hmm. um there I've been listening to a lot of different podcasts and you know just catching up with my friends and family and just thinking about everything that is going on their plate and what they got going on and I think nowadays things tend to be somewhat more stable but I do think that uh, how do I want to say this I do think that with the economy which is also is getting somewhat better um you know, our political system trying to figure out, you know, we're about to be back into uh, election season with people getting laid off because of different things that are happening to the economy, banks <laughs> going bankrupt and closing, not so much in number anymore. But just thinking about every uh, people that have small businesses and they're trying to navigate through these t- these different times. But then on the plus side, you know, there are people that are doing well during this time. They are getting raises and bonuses and blah, blah, blah. So I wanted to kind of take a step back and think about, OK, when is a time in my life? That's not going to be about work because I always talk about work or being a mom or <laughs> COVID that I could mention 
and maybe be transparent with you guys, but then also provide advice or not necessarily advice, but things that I maybe not at the time thought were good or didn't know how I was going to learn from these situations. But yeah, so just yeah. advice or how I overcame it and just to be able to provide a little bit to you guys, a little boost, a little inspiration or a little bit like, oh my God, my situation is not as bad as I thought it was, you know, like <laughs> a little bit of reflection. So I, I hope that no one, I mean, I, your situation, I think was like unique to you, but at the same time, I feel like we all go through those, those periods. So I can't wait until you share it. Cause yeah, that was my I'm I'm jumping because I already know what you're gonna say. And so, <laughs> okay, well then I'll yeah. go first. Yeah, go ahead and go. Go ahead and go. So my uncertain time was after I graduated from college, I ended up getting a full time position in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And for me, the uncertainty of navigating through this new part of my life was was that I was 21. I hadn't turned 22 yet. Mm-hmm. I graduated in June my birthday's in July uh actually I graduated in May mm-hmm. uh, moved in June and my birthday is in July and yeah. I started work I think in June so just trying to figure out okay where am I gonna live how am I gonna get back and forth to work my you know when you move to a new town and you don't know anything you gotta find your grocery store you gotta find your hairdresser you gotta like get used to the weird noises that are outside your apartment door. You gotta, you know, just all the things when you move to a new place. And it was really hard. Um, that first month, Taylor actually didn't have anything to do because she was in middle school, I think, at that time. Maybe was I heading to was I heading to high school? Um, I think I was heading to high school because wasn't that when mom and Lee were already in California? Nope, they had moved yet. They moved uh, after I graduated. Seventh and eighth then. Yeah, yeah, you were in middle school and you had the summer off before. So I think seventh grade you spent in Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, in eighth grade you had finished in um where we grew up. And so from there you were heading, oh, I guess you were heading into That's high school, I mean. but you hadn't started high school yet. Yeah, I was in between eighth and ninth. Yeah, um, because I'm eight years older than you. If I was 21, how old would you have been? I would have been 13. Yep, that's right. So high school. Um, but anyways, no, you would have been middle school at 13. I turned 14 in my freshman year, I think. Okay, no, I didn't. It's, it's irrelevant, y'all. But anyways, Taylor came to stay with me, and we were just kind of figuring out like she was helping me one get adjusted to my new environment but another thing too I was broke y'all I was so broke I couldn't even put gas in my tank type broke and so (laughs) I had to call my mama type broke to to get to work and so that was also uncertain too because just trying to figure out okay I'm in the new place I've literally spent all my money security deposit barely have any food and my first, I think I had to pay first and last month's rent or something like that in there because I was, obviously I didn't have credit because I was in college and I was just starting my adult life. So 
I don't know. Like for me, it was hard. Yeah. I'll tell you guys, it was very hard. It was lonely. It was sad at times, but it was also, I would never trade it for the world because if I wouldn't have done, taken the risk, got out of my comfort zone and had gone to Ohio and had met some amazing people that I still, some of them I still talk to today, um, created experiences, built relationships, learned things at my job. And, and actually, it's funny because one of the engineers I work with, I literally actually butt dialed her today and we had like a whole life talk via text. And so <laughs> that I met in Ohio. Um, and I think of my sorority uh, slash auntie Kim that took me under her wings when I moved to Ohio and she's still here. Uh, she moved here after I left. And so I don't know. It's just like some long, long lesson or long relationships, long life relationships. Now, one of the things that actually I'll hold off on the learning unless you want me to go all the way through. Uh, Let's go ahead and uh, break it up. Oh, break it up. Okay. So, yeah, that ultimately to wrap it up, because I mumbled y'all, is I moved to a new place there I wasn't familiar with, which I know a lot of you guys can relate to that. Especially Taylor, I know you moved um after you moved here, which you were familiar with, but you moved to Chicago to an area that you weren't necessarily familiar with and trying to figure out, okay, what's my new environment? Who are the people I live with? Who are the people that I live around? You know, how do I get to X, Y, and Z? Like a lot of people can relate to just being in a new school, a new job, a new neighborhood, a new state, new city, et cetera. And that was the second time, really, because for my undergrad, I moved about seven hours away from, um, you know, family. So um, it wasn't, it was a different transition, obviously, in a college town, everyone's there to support you. And everyone pretty much has moved from different places to go to that school. Yeah. So... But yeah, that Chicago move was, yeah, the one by myself for sure. And I also, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just said as an adult. Yeah. I I was talking to Nick about this on our family walk. And I was thinking like as many times as we moved from childhood, you would think moving, we can adjust to it fairly quickly. I think our family when I think about, I mean, Heather hasn't really moved as much. Danae, not really. But you and I, when it comes to like either career, school, et cetera, like we've moved, we tend to take that risk and say, okay, hey, you know, what do I have to lose? I'll I'll just do it. And it's fine. We'll go for it, blah, blah, blah. And I think Heather's the same. I think Danae is the same, but they just haven't had as much experience doing that. You would think with us being um, military kids for, you know, um, well, you not so much, but um, you we just moved because mom's jobs, <laughs> mom's positions uh, really gave her opportunities to move around the country and then dad's uh, work too. Yeah. But um, you would think it would get easier kind of adjusting, rebuilding, but I don't know, for some reason, like that move to Ohio really just kind of like, I don't know. It was the place. It was the place. It had to have been the place because 
Yeah. I mean, like Chicago was nerve wracking and I was also only there for eight months. I think it was, mm-hmm. but in, in general, like Sacramento was fine. I think, I mean, not my favorite, but mm-hmm. you know, it it's one of those things where, I mean, I will be moving again, like as yeah. soon as I get the chance, but I think that like re uprooting is what some people may call it um like moving yeah it's hard um and it it, it is isolating especially if you like I'm the type of person I'll self-isolate but uh not having the choice to be around people makes it lonely you know (laughs) yeah yeah one thing to choose to be by yourself and it's another thing to have no option um so yeah I definitely agree with that I think that's probably maybe why that move was the hardest because I came in with no friends, no family, nothing. Like the closest person that I could go to visit was um, Bianca and she was an hour away from me. And I guess I had Jeff that was down in Cincinnati. That was an hour away from me or yeah, about 45 minutes. Um, But either one of them, they both had their, their lives. You know, I wasn't to the point where it's like, no I went to go visit both of them at least once or twice you know so yeah. I don't know and they were kind of building their own little community and group of friends Bianca just had a baby and uh had a, a boyfriend and so they she had a family yeah so my experience is a little bit different than hers and then Jeff when I went down there once he already had his whole group of friends <laughs> So I was kind of, oh, and Morgan, Morgan in Cincinnati too. Um, so both Greek people, all all of them are Greek people from my college university. So I don't know. I kind of had people, but they were not like, I can pull up on them in 15 minutes on Wednesday, you know, like <laughs> they're all far away. But anyways, ultimately wrapping this up so we can get to Taylor's uncertain time and how she navigated I think everyone can relate to just moving and how hard that is and how how uncertain it is, but it can be difficult. And for those that are out there that are contemplating on changing their lives and, and maybe taking on a job that's in a different state or maybe moving somewhere to get a fresh start, like do it. It teaches you so much. And I, I'll talk about that later when, when after Taylor talks about what that how I was able to overcome it and how it was able to really help me grow as a person. So Taylor, yeah. what is your time, your uncertain time? Um, So a really easy one for me. Oh, I forgot. I did move to California too, like in the middle of going to high school too, which was also a really hard transition for me. Um, and Oklahoma. But- yeah, Oklahoma, it was like middle school. So it was kind of different still though. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was it was kind of like instead like, of leaving after the summer, you just stayed. Yeah. Like it was just well, I mean, it was a bigger transition because it was like uncharted territory for all of the family that had moved there. Um, like Lee had been there a little bit previous but it oh, wasn't been... I'm talking about Oklahoma it was like going there for a summer and never stay and never leaving 
Yeah, that's what I was saying, kind of like comparing the two. So like going to California, like the whole family hadn't done it. But like going to Oklahoma, it I had family there already. I think even Danae, Danae was in my same school at the same time, actually. So um, because I think they went fifth through eighth there or something weird like that. But Mm -hmm. long story short, um, I think that the the biggest thing for me is like, grad school has been one of the most uncertain times because there it's not like undergrad where you go to class one class two class three and all of these like defined classes and then you get the degree once you complete the classes even if you get a c in them um in my program you can't get below a b um and so like a b minus is considered not passing and so, like, you have to perform to the highest extent. Um, and then the other part of it is that um, it, it's your research, you're doing things that no one has ever done before. That is w- what your whole goal is to, is to find a novel research aspect. And so it's really I hate like continuing to talk about it but at the same time I think it's something that's really important because the PhD experience is not something even people who going are going through it don't understand it that well so I don't (laughs) I don't think I understand it that well but like one of the biggest parts of uncertainty and this journey is what is my project going to be so First, it starts out for me, I had to do rotations. And so part of my rotations, I'm doing different projects and different disciplines, like all of it was related to genetics, one less than others, but all of them were related to genetics. And then um, I settled into one lab. And then in that one lab, I have to try to think about with the tools that I have at my disposal, what are the um, likely projects for me to, um, you know, manifest. And then I have to start reading the literature. So there's not a lot of room for uncertainty. You have to know the literature and what has been done previously. And it kind of feeds into my mentality of when I don't know, I like gather so much information um and so it it kind of in this way um is is proving to be a part of like my personality and who I'm growing to be mm-hmm. but I think the the biggest thing for me right now is just like understanding how I can do these like really big things <laughs> because I don't I don't really conceptualize that in a in a lot of ways. I think that with the research that I'm doing right now, it has implications in, in human health and like medicine. And at the same time, as as big as I think the findings may be, I also have to come to the realization that they could never be used in a clinical sense. Like I could do amazing work, but so many things get published and and become like a novel finding but people uh, practitioners may never have the time to find this work 
or even then if they do find the work how do they implement it into their practice so I think the biggest thing is like there's a lot of uncertainty and then that's reinforced by more uncertainty so it's like uncertainty of what the project's going to be uncertainty of how that even will change anything or make a difference <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's kind of some of the the toughest challenges that I'm going through currently but I will say as in coming through my first year I didn't <laughs> I was so nervous about passing those classes with above a B because I graduated Davis with a 3.01 and you had to have a 3.0 to get into the um into most graduate programs without having to file a petition and so I just barely made that cut off but then like my science GPA I don't even I don't even know what it was, but I could tell you it was not um uh what I got this first year with all science classes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I think that uncertainty like drove me to do the best I could to succeed. So in undergrad, I had a lot of different things going on. It wasn't just school. So I think that made a difference. And even this time, it wasn't just school the entire year either. But when you don't have to work or have like that type of um, financial insecurity, I think that really makes a really big difference. But I was able to come out with like all A's and I think one B um, or all A's and two B's actually because stupid whatever but I definitely (laughs) I definitely didn't think that I was going to and one B plus and one B average I think or two B pluses whatever I really didn't think that I was going to make it (laughs) I really didn't think like before I had started the process and even going through the process like I was really hard on myself about like making sure I studied as much as possible. Um, I stuck to a routine of studying kind of sort of like, <laughs> all right, you come home from classes, you go to the lab, and then you come home and you study. And then on the weekends, I studied so much um, that right now I'm making up for that. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I think the biggest thing is um, when it's when you are acting out of uncertainty, it's it's a lot of the times like you may have not succeeded previously or that your track record doesn't prove that like you may be able to have the ability to do what you are aiming to do. But one thing that I would like, and I mean, you know, I, I was trying not to get into challenge how I overcame those challenges but one of those things that I would like to share with you guys is that your track record is your past your future is undetermined so what you learn from those previous attempts to get to where you want to go uh it it should kind of inform okay last time 
I did this. That did not work. Let's not do that again. Because I think if we're being really honest with ourselves, we usually know why it is that we didn't succeed. Um, For me, I know now looking back at it, I was not focused. I did not study. I thought from high school, like graduating with a 4.3 or something like that, like I thought, you know, knowledge just came to me because <laughs> I didn't have to try. Yeah. And so in undergrad, like I didn't try. And I mean, it's impressive that I graduated, <laughs> but at the same time, it it wasn't, you know, it wasn't to the best that I could do. And and then now being in PhD program, it's making me focus. It's making me realize that it wasn't that you weren't smart. It's just that you weren't applied. And so I hope that you all can kind of take from that. Even if you haven't done it like previously, doesn't mean you can't do it. And like people who motivated me as I was applying to school, it's like, you don't have to know everything to get into grad school. If you already knew everything, you would already have a PhD. So just be here to learn. Yeah. Um, so that that's what I had to to share about my challenge. So now that I kind of took the cake on, you know, <laughs> how I overcame my challenge. Amber, how did you overcome, you know, you're in a new environment, a place where you have friends that weren't that they were close to you in heart or in nature, but like and the lifestyles are just really different at that point. Like, what did you do? to build community and overcome that challenge of being isolated. I honestly just put myself out there to a certain extent. I remember when Taylor came to visit, we just walked around the neighborhood, honestly. And that's how I met my first friend. Literally was just walking around the neighborhood, looking for, looking at different shops and different things around me and walked into this beauty salon and found my first friend, Aviel. And that that really went from there. She I um asked her if she could do my hair, got an appointment with her. We had life talks and she was like, I really like your spirit. I really like you. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing of the experience that we had because this is over a decade ago. Mm-hmm. And from there, she just introduced me. She invited me over for dinner. She introduced me to her circle that she cared about. and then it expanded and it's so weird because there are so many degrees of separation between all of us in this entire world and to have traveled two hours to somewhere I didn't know to go meet someone that I absolutely didn't know by just walking around the neighborhood ended up actually she ended up being uh, really good friends with one of Nick's frat brothers (laughs) and his wife and so his wife actually gets her hair done by um by my friend. And so at that time. And so then it kind of went from there. And um obviously IU people coming into Ohio for just jobs or visiting friends that now live there kind of expanded that. So getting involved in the gym, there's different things like that. So ultimately putting myself out there and not being scared and just being open to being social. I can't say that I I wasn't nervous or that 
there were times where I didn't want to put myself out there, but I just had to because I feel like when you're in a new environment, you you kind of have to get out of your comfort zone. If you want community, you can't just stay, you know, and then going to Delta meetings. So that was also out of my comfort zone because I had just graduated from college or university and to go to an alumni chapter for the first time and not have anyone that was a pro fight that that can welcome me and introduce me to the other women in that chapter I kind of had to just be like hey I'm here you know yeah (laughs) really and luckily they were so loving and so caring they took me under their wings like I'm I can name handfuls of sores that literally was just like oh you're not from here like I'll take care of you and even the church um, that was on the Air Force base that I got in heavily involved in, like they took me underneath their wings. And so there's still people from that community that I talked to, even in the Air Force, even Delta related, or just random people that I met at work or picked up along the way. So that's what I would say as far as overcoming that uncertainty and then just being open to explore. I think at that time I was very young when I think about how old I am now, and I'm still not that old, but the the lifestyle and the mindset is just totally different now between those two age ages. Um, so I'm just thinking about how I had no strings attached. You know, I had no, uh, I was in, not in a relationship at that time. Obviously I had no kid and I can literally do whatever I wanted to do whenever I wanted to do it. And I did. Yeah, I think that really was fun, even though it was scared and work was very stressful and at that time. But um, yeah, so I think like just putting yourself out there, being willing to just explore really helps navigate through that time. And also, too, if I'm being honest with you, it didn't end up as happy roses and sunflowers and sunshines and all that other stuff. I ended up being really homesick and I came home. And yeah. so um, to be closer to family and be closer to my G-ma at that time or grandma. And so that's, that's literally what happened. And then Nick and I ended up getting back together. So that kind of brought me back this way, even though I literally applied for every single job in the state of Ohio that I could, I was qualified for it. And none of them, I got, I got no jobs in Ohio. So yeah. and my first, one of the handful of jobs I applied for in Indiana, I, I got like fairly quickly. So I was like, okay, yeah. this is God telling me I need to come back home. Yeah. That didn't last that long. I left like after, shy of a year and a half. I don't even think I made it a year and a half before I moved to Chicago, and which was the best four or five years of my life. <laughs> Love Chicago. Um, but anyways, so that was what I would uh, say that I overcame. And just a little bit of advice for you guys, like put yourself out there, be willing to build a community and be social and also be willing to not be prideful like you can say you did it I would never ever change those two plus years of my life that I was out there because I learned so much about myself I became a better person as far as like ultimately like later on down that line as I'm continuing to grow um or get older and continue to do self-work but I think me being out there and being isolated and really having to navigate and and problem solve and 
really like grow up and take care of myself and be independent really helped me. And I needed assistance during that time. I was still very, very young, but I do think that lack of maturity was tested. That arrogance, like Taylor was talking about that, you think you know it all and you're right and different things. <laughs> I think I have a little bit of, well, I did have a little bit of that. I probably still do have a little bit of it. It's just tame now that I'm tainted and older. Um, but <laughs> so, yeah, that that's what I would give to you guys. So just hang in there if you are either trying to make the plunge or if you're already in the plunge and you're trying to figure it out, especially after COVID and you might have moved during COVID and now like things are starting to pop off and, you know, think your people are going back outside. You're you're feeling a little awkward and not knowing how to adjust to your new community. Just really just honestly throw your whole self in because you never know, like, you shielding yourself or not saying yes to hanging out with friends or not willing to put the time into a build community can really maybe even be detrimental in keeping, you know, that that learning lesson on the table. So Yeah. And sometimes for relationships especially, you have to do things that you rather be at home, but they rather go out like a friend of mine. <laughs> yeah. And you just do things to keep your friendship strong and your friend happy. And then you have fun in the process, you know. Yeah. And you live with no regrets. So, yes. Yeah. I think Taylor already shared her advice. Um, so I think. I, did. I mean, I, I guess the biggest thing is just like with uncertainty in general, it's usually about transformation. Um, I, and I'm not going to get too far into that because I don't want to take away from the self-care tip. But it, I, if it were already certain, it's something that you've already done. It would be who you already are. And through this journey, we have so many stages to go through. It's like, unlocking um the next version of yourself um Janelle Monet actually has a song um that's like I'm looking at a thousand versions of me and they're all fine or something like that um it's from her age of pleasure album that just came out recently and it's just about like do it like the world is burning to the ground you can do <laughs> You could do whatever you want to do. Like at the end of the day, as long as you are happy with who you are, that's that's what it comes down to. And um not to, you know, be too like pessimistic, but it's like nobody's gonna make you happy like you make you happy. And sometimes that uncertainty is is lying on the other side is the happiest version of yourself um I think that with you Amber going to Ohio like it proved that you could move and build community somewhere um and that may have prepped you for your next big move to Chicago and all of those different like versions of you that you were able to come through to be who you are now and you are now moving into the next version of you in the future like I think um I think that's kind of what uncertainty is it's just something that hasn't already happened <laughs> and that's 
that's the hardest part of it. And for me and my PhD journey, I don't already have a PhD, so I don't know what this journey is going to look like, but I just have to do it. Yeah, I agree. Well, that is a good landing of Mm -hmm. our conversation to kind of take that all away. Just do it. I think that is what I'm hearing from you. Like Nike. (laughs) fact, Nike is the goddess of victory, I think it is. Um, So that's why Nike is the brand that it is. So just do it and get the victory. (laughs) Okay, Okay, let's do it. (laughs) Taylor, what's the self-care tip of the week? Yes, so building off of our previous conversation, um, just do it. Like, even when you're scared, you still have to do it. I know I heard that somewhere. I also know that to be true. Um, I I think the somewhere was therapy. Um, <laughs> I okay. think for someone like me who struggles with like anxiety and you know, I've mentioned a, a, a few times, like, not really debilitating, just like make you stay home and be late to things like anxiety. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'm, but some people would say that's debilitating. Uh, but anyways, I think that uh, the biggest part of that is just like, sometimes you just have to be like, it's not going to get easier. like you're not going to have a point where you don't feel scared or anxious or whatever not want to do it you're not going to have that moment so you have to have the value in what you're trying to do to get to do it like it so it's funny because it's like it makes me think about those people who go bungee jumping no one told them they had to sign up for a recreational uh bungee jumping you know like they decided that they want to do it but then they get to the platform they're all strapped up all the safety measures are in um place and they don't jump (laughs) i see a girl uh, i saw a girl on like one of the reels that i was watching she was just like she was supposed to jump and like flat flat fall forward and she like bent her knees and they're like you can't you can't do that because I think she'd probably get wrapped up in the um Um, bungee cord or whatever and so they like grabbed her before she fell like that um and she's like can you just push me he's like no I can't push you but you can do it Mm -hmm. you almost did it last time just keep your legs straight this time and yeah. then like count it out really fast for her and just said go and she just fell and she you know had her free fall and trusted the process that mm-hmm. she signed herself up for <laughs> like it's not <laughs> a lot of times you can just stay where you at like no one told you you have to go do xyz you obviously wanted to do it because you felt that that experience was going to bring you to a different place while the place that you land is not anywhere that you really know it's uncertain you still knew that that process or 
that journey, that move, that new education, that whatever new job, new car had an experience waiting for you that you really wanted to experience. And so all I have to say um, is even when you are scared, you still have to do it because there there's no way that you move on to the next level without some type of energy shift and a lot of times for us nervous people like myself mm-hmm. it manifests as like anxiety or uncertainty and it doesn't change you just have to move through it not past it through it so yep. that's my self-care tip for you all hopefully you take that and put it in your back pocket um so Amber <laughs> what is the tip of the week I would say my uh, kind of a little bit of a progression from my reflection on my certain time of moving. Anytime you're dealing with a uncertain situation, it's sometimes good to have a trusted advisor. So Mm -hmm. and be very, 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 very careful on who you trust anything with your feelings, your thoughts, your opinions, whatever. Um, And so if you are struggling or dealing with different things, like reach out to someone that you, you care about or someone that cares about you, I should say, um, a mentor. So I can think around that time. I think the biggest reason why I struggled so much and then I was just like, you know what, I think I'm going to move back home, you know, for my own mental capacity and my, um, my, you know, just just getting back to myself or getting back to my comfort zone for a little bit is I I don't think that I allowed myself to really find that person that can kind of help me with that area and talk to them and really listen to their feedback. I'm sure knowing my 21, 22-year-old self, 23-year-old self, I'm sure I probably was talking to people about how I felt about work, how I felt about random, just random different situations. Family, uh, Heather was still in school at that time. My mom had just moved and obviously Taylor had just moved. Um, I think at that point, grandma had vertigo and was like dealing with some other stuff then. And like, I don't know, I just... And then I had I had been um, single and different things like that. So I'm sure like at that time with all those different things that were going on, I'm sure I was talking about everything to everyone that I was communicating with. Because that's one thing. I, If you get me on the phone, I could talk your ear off for hours. <laughs> I'll find something to talk about. I'll, I'll keep the conversation going. Um, but I think that listening part, was probably something that was not there. And so I would say for you guys, as you're navigating through certain situations, either find someone that you trust, that you are talking to, that really maybe has been in your situation and can provide you advice. Also, sometimes people that have never been in your situation but can also give you a level of encouragement, that's also good too because 
maybe they can't relate. They've never been there, but they can always give you. That's one thing I love about our grandma when I was in undergrad, like she would call and check up on me and I would be like, listen, grandma, I don't know how I'm going to pass this exam. I've literally been pulling all nighters for this, but I don't feel confident that I'm going to pass this. She wouldn't ask like, oh, well, let, let's go over the quiz or let's go over the topic. She didn't really care about all that. She's like, okay, let's go to the Lord. And she would, you know, just like pray over you. Mm-hmm. And even if you're not religious, like just someone that maybe you have a friend that literally always is just uh, lifts up your spirit after you finish talking to them. Yeah. They can really just kind of help you understand that this soon shall pass. This this feeling of uncertainty or anxiety is not permanent. That you will get through this as long as you want to consistently take the time to sit and and even if it's bad, whatever's going on is not the perfect ideal thing. You can still learn from it and yeah. take your time and really immerse yourself in what's happening around you so that you can pick up these lessons. Because I think another reason why people repeat mistakes is because they don't learn from their mistakes the first time. They don't take the time to sit down and reflect. They don't ask for advisors, you know, ask advisors for advice on areas that they can't see about themselves or they can't see about the situation so that's advice that I would give to you guys I don't know who that would be that might be your mama that might be your best friend I know I have a good five people that are on rotation some of them I call for various different things but the main person that I probably call all the time is Taylor and Bianca obviously I live with my husband I I thought you were going to put Nick first. Nick's hit or miss. It just depends on what mood he's in. (laughs) Sometimes I'll be like, guess what happened? He would be like all about it. And then sometimes he's dealing with his own stuff and he just becomes kind of a sarcastic person. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm done with this conversation because you're not taking me serious. Actually, this is not what I wanted. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I think I'm good. Um, So anyways. So yeah, that's what I would have to say. My mom and my dad, um, they're usually on speed dial. Grandma's just creeping back up, Nana. You know, I have my I have my handful plus couple handfuls of people that either I want to tell them about what happened, which is usually Taylor, or I just want to like check in and not really talk about what I got going on, which is usually everybody else. So (laughs) I think the biggest thing like I had like to add to your point is for my program, you have to have like I call them a board, but they're called your committee. So a group of advisors there to guide your project. So it's like people who have expertise in different aspects of your project and you have to consult them and they they're there to advise you. Um, so, you know, you can't do anything big alone. So I really, I forgot about that. Yeah. Agreed. So Taylor, where can you find us? You can find us on Instagram at theinnercircle.podgals. You can also send us an email to theinnercircle.podgals at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, follow, hashtag tag us drop us in somebody's dm (laughs) yes um but we really do appreciate your continuous support every single um time you guys 
jump on and listen to us in your ears. It means a lot. You know, I still continue to see the numbers creep up. So I know someone's listening to us. Um, hmm? I said, hey. Yeah. <laughs> so we appreciate you guys and we hope you have a good week. Bye, guys. Take good care.